How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the final episode of 2019. Uh, I know if you're all sad that you're not going to hear our wonderful voices for the next month, month and a half or so, but don't worry, we will come back bigger and better than ever in 2020, but we got a little bit more to finish up here. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. We are underway in the postseason, the first playoff game ever played in Orange County. It's a one to Godoy. He's found a great ball in it, bolts it plenty of time. He smashes it home and doubles the visitors' lead. Thomas in a Now Segbris sprinting forward on the counterattack. A little handsy there, crosses it. Pineda, the extra pass. Seaton finishes. It rolls down to his left and burying aside. All taken care of by the Orange County keeper. We'll leave it for Aiden Quinn. He'll strike towards goal! And it's gone in! An equalizer and a winner in second half stoppage time for Orange County off the left boot of Aiden Quinn. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore soccer cast and on facebook at orange and black soccer cast how's it going orange county welcome to another episode of the orange and black soccer cast presented by roughneck scarves we are the first and only podcast dedicated to orange county soccer club its fans and supporters i'm your host ray samora and i am with you each and every episode as we discuss all things orange county soccer club joining me as he does every single episode we've got dylan from county line coalition dylan how are you doing i'm doing all right um you know living life you know it's it's a tuesday it's um it's a little bit bittersweet for this to be the last episode of, of, of 2019 it's the last orange black soccer cast episode of this decade. Okay. I just wanted to drag it out like we've been around for longer than a year and a half. <laughs> Eventually we'll, you know, we'll be we'll five years hair, and we'll be like, what's me. going on? Um, nah, but good to hear. Uh, well, sad to hear that you're sad, but whatever. Hey, Alan, you know. how you doing? How are things down <laughs> Alan, in San Diego? Yes, Alan in San Diego. How you doing, man? Great. The weather's been uh, pretty good the past couple of days. Nice and sunny and warm, just like it should be during winter time. Um, but things are pretty good. My wife decided she wanted to put up a tree. We got some in-laws in town this week, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it's a thing. I don't know. She just wants to put it up, so she does what she she does. What she wants. I'm not gonna tell her now. Is it the second rule? of all? Is it the rule you have to wait till after Thanksgiving to do Christmas? I mean, who said it was okay to do Christmas before Thanksgiving? I mean, it is November 26th. That is pretty late. So, it is, yeah. yeah. Um, and I also, I disagree with Dylan. I think we got one more year to the end because there was no year zero. So we have. Well, there was. I'm not going to get into this argument. <laughs> in the podcast. <laughs> the calendar pro- podcast brought to you by. Now I'm doing good. Oh, that's good to hear. And uh, glad to hear that you got some nice weather down there. I know, uh, at least here in the Orange County area, we're bracing for some heavy rains over the next couple of days. Uh, so, uh, Storm March 2019. Yes, yes. With the Doppler Radar 7000 or whatever they call it. Um, 
but yeah, so I, I know it's supposed to get cold, supposed to get some rain. Hopefully everyone stays safe during all that, but we're not there yet. We're here to talk about Orange County Soccer Club, soccer and all that wonderful stuff that you all love. The reason you listen to our podcast. Um, we just have a couple of things we're going to do today. We're going to uh, discuss a little bit about some roster news, and then we are going to finish our grades that we got started with last episode. Uh, if you didn't listen to that last episode, you want to hear what our grades were then, you can go and check that out on our website, ocscpodcast.com, or on any of your favorite podcast providers uh, for that. Uh, and don't forget, we are part of the BGN Network, Beautiful Game Network, BGN. Um, what is it? What's what? What's the website? It's the BGN. BGN. No, okay. BGN.fm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I know we've got you. Yeah, we've tried to figure that out at some point. Good Twitter job. Good job. Good job. We've. Yeah. The, the Twitter stuff that we've we've messed around with there, or that we've messed up there a little bit there, which didn't quite work well. Um, but let's get into it. Let's start talking about some soccer here. Um, first thing we're going to talk about is the news that broke. I believe it was on Friday, if if I'm correct. Uh, and Dylan Allen, correct me if I am wrong here. Uh, but uh, on social media, uh, Orange County SC MVP of 2019, Michael Seaton. Uh, announced to the world that he will not be returning to Orange County in 2020. Uh, I know, Dylan, that this news probably hits you the hardest out of the three of us. I'm not saying Alan doesn't like or love Michael Seaton as a soccer player, but everyone knows that he's one of your favorite players, Dylan. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had talked to him the last couple of weeks. He wasn't sure where, his, where he stood on his future here, and it kind of depended on how things uh, went between the club and him. And I guess they weren't looking positive or they couldn't come to an agreement. Um, so off he goes, um, off he goes to Europe. I think he's going to do well knowing the kind of player that he is. Um, that's a big, big hole for us to fill. I don't know. I can't think of anyone that we could immediately think to fill that role. Um, as a player. And I, Definitely don't think we have anyone now um, that has that kind of relationship with the fans either. So that's going to be a, a big hit um, on the on the business side of things too, I think. But, you know, I truly, I have nothing to do other than to wish Mike the absolute best. Uh, wherever he ends up, I'll be, uh, I'll be pulling for him. And, and, you know, for those of you watching on one of our live streams, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, on our website, uh, I have a, a the letters up on the, the stream there. So anyone that can read it, although it is a pretty large letter, so it might be difficult to see if you're watching on maybe a phone screen or something. Uh, but he did give a shout out to the club, to the coaching staff, to the fans, to the podcast. And, you know, he did say, especially you, Dylan. Uh, so I, I, I appreciate what you built as far as uh, a relationship with him, as far as just being able to talk to him off the pitch, you know, uh, figure out what's going on with this team that always works out. We're going to have to figure out who that's going to be going forward. Um, let me go to you uh, though, Alan. Um, what were your thoughts when I, I think we all sort of knew this was coming, but it's one of those things you, you, you maybe don't think it's real until you actually hear it. What did you think when you actually saw that on social media, Alan? Um. Yeah, it's it's pretty 
it's always disappointing when you lose a, a quality player and a quality human like uh, seat Michael Seaton is. Um, it's going to be tough for any team to overcome, um, especially when you're looking at a lot of the other teams and they're bringing a lot of their players back. You would hope that if there's someone successful that you bring them back. Um, but I was pretty adamant that I thought he would get a look from somewhere else at the end of the season. I think he's um, destined for beyond USL. And I think this is one of the issues with USL is you want your players to do well, but when they do well, uh, they tend to want to move to the next thing. Um, so it is uh, both a, it's a hard road to hoe, if you will. It's you want to root for your, I don't know. I, nice face. Uh, it, it for as for fans, I mean, it's you want them to do really well, but then what that means for your team going forward is that player might not be there because they're moving up, they're moving over to Europe, they're you know moving to a Liga MX team. You know, there's a lot of possibilities for these players to continue their professional career, and that's what you really hope for in the end is that these players uh, stay if they want to stay, but if they have opportunity to go someplace a little bit higher to get more success at a at a bigger level you want to wish them well especially with a quality human being like michael steaton is and i apologize for the delay i'm just trying to i I couldn't find my note keeping app on my computer trying to uh get that quote down possible title for our episode um so it's a hard road to hoe (laughs) oh um Uh, man, I'm out of it already. I can't even. You, you threw me off, Dylan, with you being so sad to start the episode. Now I'm not uh, sad. I mean, I've had Alan talking about roads and what he's gonna or what's hard about. I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah, I know. Michael Seaton. Um, again, like I mentioned, we all sort of thought this was coming. Uh, it's now official. Uh, he's been, always been a great contributor to our podcast. He he hasn't been on the podcast live, but he was always willing to talk with Dylan Allen, myself after matches, uh, you know, I, I think we mentioned maybe only one or twice, once or twice where he didn't because of whatever happened on the pitch or it was a poor game, or maybe do, they just weren't letting players talk to, to the media at that point, but, um, a great person. Uh, when I was there for the final game of the mat, uh, of the season, uh, the regular season, uh, got a chance to talk with him briefly. And, um, you know, he was, he was hoping, for a longer run in the playoffs. And I think all the Orange County players were. Uh, so I think this announcement is probably coming a little bit earlier than, or I guess not earlier because it was after the season ended. But um, yeah, I, I don't know what I'm saying. I, I'm just thrown off by you and by Alan and Dylan here. Uh, That's pretty usual. Back going on. Um, by the way, if you haven't checked it out on our website, Dylan did uh, you know, write a little piece about this news. Um, you know, shared some of his thoughts with this. I know on, on social media, if you don't follow Dylan, said he'd be crying in the corner or something like that over this news. But be drying uh, tears. there you go. Drying his tears while he's crying. I just in talked the about my feelings. I just that and there's some stats in there, but it's like a nice recap of his two seasons here, I think. And again, he's he's always going to be a uh, he's going to be one of those players. that's a fan favorite. Uh, a few years down the road, any fan that was a fan at this point of the club's existence is going to look back and remember him. Maybe check out, see what he's doing in Europe, or maybe he makes a return to the U.S. at some point um, on there. I, I know, Alan, you were sort of talking about you know that's sort of what goes on in the USL. You have a good season, then you look elsewhere. Uh, I'm not saying that I think we need to have pro rel right now, but I think that's something where. Uh, if you ever eventually were able to implement pro rel in the U S 
that might be a way to convince players to stay with their USL clubs because then they potentially can look at, let me stay another year. Let me get them up to that top level. And then now I'm playing, uh, possibly playing with a team on the top level like that. Um, so sad to see Michael Seaton, uh, you know, playing with a different team next season, but you know, Dylan, Alan, I'm sure you would both agree with me, wish, wish him all the best of luck uh, next season and, and in the seasons to come. And just, you know, Michael, you always have a home with uh, the fans here in Orange County. Uh, if you ever decide, Hey, Orange County is awesome. Let's come back. As long as the team wants to bring you back, of course. All right. You've stopped for a second so you can take a drink and then you just don't give any sort of, what are we segueing into now? Well, I was about to until you cut me off there, Dylan. Got to pause. You got to pause for the the moment. Get uh, get people excited. Uh, so we're going to move on now. We got to go uh, and finish up our grades for the season. Our grades for 2019. Uh, again, last episode we started off by grading the goalkeepers and the defenders. Now we're going to move on this episode to the midfielders and the forwards. Uh, so this episode probably will go a little bit longer than an hour, but we will try and get through it as quickly as we can. Um, so let's get right into these great things. And we're going to start off with Jerry Van Wolfgang. I'm going to start off with you, Alan. I give him a C. Uh, I thought he had a couple nice moments, but really um, kind of underperformed in others. Um, so kind of just an average season. Uh, it wasn't bad, uh, but he wasn't good either over the course of the season. Oh, and by the way, for those of you listening or watching live as we do this, if you want to share your thoughts on the grades uh, in the comments, wherever you are, just type in the player's name and the grade, uh, and we will try and read it aloud if there is time to do so as we go through this. Dylan, what about you? Your thoughts on Jerry Van Wolfgang? I gave him a C. I don't think he really ever got going as in the middle of the park, Um, and he, he hit the post a bunch of times. Which is kind of, we didn't get much out of him. Um, I mean, the three goals, but just an off year for him. I don't know. He he went pretty incognito, so it's hard to give him anything better than that. It's also hard to give him anything worse than that because he created a lot of chances. Perfect. Yeah, and and you know, looking at his stats, three goals, four assists on the season. Um, I went slightly above what you two gentlemen said. I gave him a C plus because of the fact he did contribute. Uh, some positives there uh, more often than not uh, than negatives. Uh, the rest of the time he was sort of pretty, I guess, average out there on the pitch. But more uh, more than more positives than negatives, other than when he was being normal out the pitch. So I gave him a C plus. Um, let's move right along. Next, we are going to talk about Aiden Quinn, and I'm going to go to you first, Dylan. I'm going to. I mean. An A. He was one of our best players this season. Um, consistent, leading USL kind of player. Could definitely do a job in MLS. If everyone's gonna leave in the off season, it should. It, it, you know, if we're gonna have players leave, it should be just everyone, right? Um, now he's another really great season, and we saw him playing a lot deeper and still put the stats up and still performed. Um, and showed he can kind of do it anywhere where he's needed. So um, solid A performance for me. Perfect. And um, I 
uh, went with an A minus grade for Aiden Quinn. I, I thought he was amazing out there on the pitch. I think he was a strong leader for the club, uh, for the team. Um, the only reason I went with the minus instead of giving him an A like you, Dylan, is uh, his season wasn't quite up to par as what it was last season. And I believe if we look back last season, I think we gave him an A for last season. So uh, because this season was a little bit less than what we got from him in 2018, I had to go with the A minus. Uh, but other than that, I mean, a, a great season from him and uh, definitely uh, a player that you want to have on your roster especially in the USL, if not in MLS, uh, at the MLS level. Um, Alan. Yeah, I was going to give him a B as in burn, um, but I went with an A instead. Uh, I think he, there's that one free kick that was just just amazing how he got it uh, low and into the, uh, kind of wrapped it around uh, four for four from the spot on PKs. Uh, yeah, he was sitting a little bit further back, so maybe his offensive numbers weren't as good. Uh, inconsistent uh, at the start of the season, I think also hurt him uh, just kind of trying to find his place in the team. But uh, I think he, he finished well. Uh, he was kind of a consummate professional uh, on and off the pitch. And so um, I, I think, like I said, any team on the USL will be happy to have him. Uh, he definitely should get some looks from the next level up. Uh, his left boot is uh, pretty incredible. Uh, so someone can, anybody would want him on their, on their team. So I gave him an A. Perfect. Let's move on. Uh, next up on our list is Darwin Jones. Uh, I'm going to start off with this one. I gave Darwin Jones, or I gave him a grade of an A for this season. I, I think he exceeded any expectations any of us probably had coming into the season. We all knew he was a, a great quality player to have there uh, with his MLS experience and just someone that you knew was pretty much going to own that right wing position for Orange County. Uh, but I don't think any of us uh, reasonably expected him to uh, net 12 goals along with five assists on the season. Um, when you look back, I know last year in 2018, it was a small sample size because he only joined the club midway through the season, but in just a little under half the games that he played and in a loop, like a third of the minutes, he only scored two goals the, the whole season in 2018. So a definite jump for him in quality. And that's why I went with the A. Um, let's go to Alan. What is your grade for Darwin Jones? Uh, I gave him an A minus. Uh, I thought he played really well in a lot of games. Um, I do think there was a couple of moments where, I mean, he put in 97 crosses uh, but there are definitely some games I think that um, he he missed some opportunities to play Michael Seaton into the game. Um, I think that um, there are a couple games where he's only putting one or two crosses in. Um, it was pretty clear when though Darwin Jones and Michael Seaton were clicking, uh, the team was unbeatable. Um, and I think that Michael Seaton uh, was just a little bit more of a, a consistent performer. Uh, DJ would have a couple great games and then would have a couple where maybe didn't come off as well as he'd hoped. Um, so I gave him an A minus. Dylan, what about you? I gave him an A. Um, I think it's really rare that wingers score 12 goals at this level and further contribute six assists to their team. Um, sure, he picked up that totally needless red card against RGB, but it didn't end up hurting us because it was an extra time. Um, and, and then we were we were doomed uh, in the next match anyway, so it was fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm 
I thought he was really solid. I thought he definitely exceeded expectations. Uh, kind of a career year for him as he enters his prime. So Perfect. And, and I just got to say, add on to Darwin Jones here, right, is um, the beginning season wasn't the greatest start or the start the fans were hoping for. Uh, but just think about, because I think a majority of Darwin Jones quality matches were the first like third of the season. Can you imagine where Orange County would have been after that first third of the season, had he not done what he did in those, those first maybe 10 or so games uh, where the team was struggling and he was basically the only one putting goals into the net or putting the ball into the net. So um, again, that's why I sort of went with the A uh, just like you did Dylan. Um, Next up, we've got Harry Forrester. I'm going to start off with you, Dylan. Him a D. Um, expectations were high. And he proceeded to do absolutely nothing for 25 weeks. And then he did something for six weeks. And then, I don't know, he wanted to be Allen Iverson or something. Or he was just tired of running around um, at altitude. Because, you know, there's no hills uh, in England or Scotland. Um, and then decided to step on a dude's face and get himself sent off and screw over the team. So, um, yeah, I mean, six assists and three goals is really not great for someone that we expected to be at a replacement or at least comparable player to Thomas Ennevoldson. 7.9% conversion rate on his shots. Not great. Uh, <laughs> took 38 shots and 19 of them are on target which means the other 19 of them probably almost went out for throw-ins. I think they were all in the stands, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're a robot again, Ray, um, which is disappointing, much like Harry Forrester. Do you like that one? I'm pretty proud of that one. You know who I'm not proud of? Harry Forrester. Yeah. It's too easy. Uh, Alan, now let's go to something positive. Where did you, where'd you put him at? So, um, as a teacher, you hope that people improve over the course of the, the semester. And so I thought that even if he did very little at the beginning of the semester, he kind of worked his way back up to a passing grade. Um, and especially those six or seven weeks, uh, I thought he played really well, um, was one of the best players on the team for sure. So he was looking like he was going to get an A for the season until he totally bombed uh, the final test and so he ended up with a C after uh, a good run of form for a bit to end the way he did uh, as an as a teacher was very disappointing to see him pretty much not really show up and then kind of fill up the test halfway and then throw it in the trash can. So he got a zero for his final exam, which brings him to a C. Is my robot voice gone? Oh, I do. Yes. yes. Am You're I good. muted? No, I'm good. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure. Um, no, we're just ignoring you. <laughs> uh, so Harry Forrester, um, I was originally uh, going to give him a C, but then listening to Dylan describe the season and give his explanation for his grade, uh, I had to just take it down a notch. So I gave Harry Forrester a C minus. Um, a lot more disappointing matches than uh, exciting matches out of him this season. And when you needed him the most, uh, he pulled, uh, I guess, what Dylan calls an Allen Iverson. I don't know. Did you ever the watch Allen Iverson? Uh, well, no, he did but a I... crossover in basketball. Yeah, but um, wouldn't he like step over his opponents after okay. they fell over? That was, was he tall enough was to? Was he tall enough to step over someone? Well, they're on the ground. Oh, okay. Okay. 
I just, I just I wanted to ask. I didn't know. A fan of the three of us, and you didn't understand. Okay. Let me talk Calm about down. all the times that Harry Forster didn't defend Calm on down. set pieces. Now you got me going. We mentioned Harry Forster. I'm, <laughs> I'm so triggered right now. Um, hold off, Dylan. I'll, I'll give you a chance. If we get through this, I'll give you a chance to to vent at the end of the episode be a uh, before we sign up for the, for the season. Yes. Um, let's move on, though. Uh, I guess let's go from Harry Forster. We're going to go to Michael Seaton. I'm going to start off with Alan. Alan, go with Michael Seaton's grade. Uh, I gave him an A. I don't think you can give him anything much lower than an A. Um, constant threat, uh, always plays on the edge. Uh, but then as soon as he's done on the field, he's one of the nicest guys that you'll ever talk to. Um, so he, it's clear he's a competitor. Um, it's clear that there were some times where he put the team on his shoulders. Um, and, you know, he was dangerous in the box. You know, a couple of inches header, an inch one way or, you know, the other, he gets, you know, 14, 15 goals a season. Uh, so uh, very impressive to watch on the field. Uh, and again, you can tell that he was uh, looking for, and he was a leader in the locker room, just the way that he talked and carried himself. Um, you can tell that he held, held his teammates accountable and kind of helped elevate the play. And it was such a pleasure to watch him play uh, on the pitch this year. So I gave him an A. Dylan, what about you? Uh, I really like that Alan brought up the accountability thing and the putting the team on um his back because he did both of those things exceptionally well. Gave him an A. There's nothing else you can give him. Perfect. Um, yeah, uh, I went with an A also. Uh, sort of agree with what both of you had to say there. Um, definitely a exciting player to watch out on the pitch. You knew anytime he was out there, Orange County had an opportunity or had a chance to score. Uh, the fact that he would track back uh, to help out the defense when needed was awesome. Uh, and, you know, just looking at the last match of the season against uh, Real Monarchs there in the playoffs and the fact that the games are, the match is already over yet. He's still out there fighting his butt off to try and score a goal and gets a goal in, in extra time. I and mean, that just sort of, uh, tells you what kind of player Michael Seaton was for this team. Uh, and then you guys also talked about the accountability because uh, he was always the first one to let, uh, let us know uh, if he didn't do something right or if the team didn't do something right out there. So that was, that was pretty awesome too. Uh, next on our grade list, we are going to go to Daniel Chrysostomo and I'm going to start off with this one. I gave Daniel Chrysostomo an A minus, um, you, you might be wondering how can I give him an A minus like the same grade I gave Aiden Quinn. Uh, I I'm basing this sort of off of what the expectations were coming into the season. Uh, when you saw the roster created and you saw him on the roster, he was a filler. You knew he, you weren't expecting him to do much out there for orange County uh, on there, unless, you know, we were devastated by injuries. Lo and behold, he's a starter for the first, you know, third of the season or whatever it was while Christian Duke is injured. And he, did better than expected out there. Um, he actually did pretty well out there. Uh, his stats probably won't show it, but he was definitely not this weak link that you would expect a first year player uh, who the previous season was playing at uh, the college level at UC Irvine. Um, again, I'm giving him this grade based off of uh, what the expectations were coming into the season and how well he performed uh, to those expectations. Uh, Dylan, what about you? Uh, I'm not quite as much of a, I don't know, Homer as you, because I don't have that uh, UC Irvine connection. I mean, B plus. Um, 
his job was pretty simple coming in. Um, I mean, obviously, he, like you said, he was probably someone that was never really supposed to play. Um, and then turned into starting, um, I think he played almost 2,000 or just under 1,500 minutes. Yeah. Yes. Um, his job was really simple. It was make a tackle, give the ball to Aiden. Um, but he did it well, and he did it well enough that he kept us in a lot of games. Uh, and then, you know, he got rewarded with that that goal um, against Reno. But I thought he did pretty well for playing a position. I don't think he played at UC Irvine. Um, I think he played further forward. I'm a big, I'm a big Danny fan. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just put it out there. What about you, Alan? Are you as big of a fan as Dylan or myself? Uh, I give him a B. Uh, I think you do have to grade players on based on expectations. And I do think, you know, expectations are lower. Uh, but on the flip side, you know, you, you're in, you make 27 appearances for Orange County, which is pretty substantial, uh, 15 starts. So I think in, if you're grading him based on like, if he's a regular starter, I think you make, he, he's borderline C. Um, he did have some moments of, of growth and kind of fun. Uh, watching him score that goal was pure joy. Uh, but then sometimes he, you did see his youth show up on the pitch. Um, there were some times where he maybe wasn't uh, 100% feeling comfortable in the game. Uh, sometimes maybe a little bit, um, I don't want to say complacent, that's not the right word, a little bit lost at times. Uh, but again, you know, you have these younger players and that's, you hope they they play well and succeed, and every once in a while they're not gonna they're not gonna play to where you think they're gonna play. Um, they're gonna have you know a brain fart, if you will, um, and and so I think grading him based on you know his age, his experience, um, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and give him a B. Perfect. Let's move on. Uh, the person that basically uh, Danny Chrysostomo Chrysostomo. Uh, replaced in the first part of the season there. And that's Christian Duke, who was out with an injury for about the first half of the season. Uh, I'm going to start off with you, Alan. Christian Duke, what's your grade? Um, I gave him an A minus. I thought for long periods of time, it was clear that he brought something to the team that was missing. Um, And he had maybe it wasn't always showing up on the pitch, but it was, you know, the feeling, the comfortableness that people had on the pitch. Um, It just felt like things kind of clicked in when he came on board. Uh, and there were some moments, though, uh, toward the end of the season where maybe he wasn't playing as well as he was uh, right after he came back. Um, there were some moments of not brilliance, but kind of just kind of average play, which was a little bit disappointing for what you expect from him. Uh, but I definitely gave him an A- because uh, I thought for long stretches he played really well and was a huge uh, boost to the team and part of the reason we, you, we went on that um, undefeated run. Dylan, what about you? Um, I gave him an A. Um, he got right back into the team. His second game, he notched the one assist that he managed this season. Um, we had a nine, three and two record when he rejoined the squad and I can't fault him for a freak accident coming off the training field. And just that, that experience that he brought, um, and that consistency, I think when he was much like, uh, Danny. When they did their job, which was basically to make tackles and then lay off the ball for Aiden, they were really, really good. And we were really, really good. Um, but when they weren't asked to do that, I mean, they weren't great at it. And it, and it kind of shows. But 
Um, I think both of them, but especially Christian, were really integral to that that long win streak and and clawing us back up into a uh, into a playoff place. Yeah, so um, I agreed more with Allen as far as the grade. I gave him an A minus. Um, I think he was integral to what happened or the quality shift that the club saw basically from when he returned to the end of the season there. Uh, yes, he wasn't always perfect, but he was a key piece and a key reason why the club uh, started playing well in the second half of the season there. Uh, unlike you, uh, Dylan, I can maybe be a little harsh is uh, I gave him the minus because uh him being out for the first half of the season really hurt the club. Uh, I get it. It wasn't really his fault, but yeah, I don't know. He literally, sl- <laughs> you are a monster, Ray. I am oh a monster. God. No, I mean, but I mean, you got to think about it, right? If you're going to like say in any sport, you're going to vote for the MVP of the season, a player that maybe missed half of the season is probably not going to win regardless of how well they played that half of the season they were in there. Um, so they're going to get penalized regardless of what the reason is they didn't play the first half of the season. A freak accident um, in the end, it hurts Orange County's season. Um, they don't play as well as they should have at the beginning of the season. Uh, and again, it's a freak accident, but it still impacted the, the club, and I have to impact his grade on that. Sorry, I'm a monster. It's an excused absence, so he has the time he missed plus a day to make up for it. I reckon he did. So did he do enough to basically make up for Orange County's poor start to the season in that second half? And I, I think he did close, but I don't think he quite got to uh, maybe if they would have gone uh, undefeated uh, when he came back, maybe then I would say, okay, he did more than enough to cover for that first half of the season. Again, nothing against the player and Christian Duke as a person, as a player, he was amazing when he was out there, but it did hurt the team when he wasn't out on the pitch. Um, and unfortunately I, I had to, to do that um yeah I, you know dylan's gonna hate me now because of that but hey whatever uh moving on vinicius uh, i'm gonna start with you this time dylan i gave him a b minus um because he got injured and missed a bunch of time and so no um i am b minus because while he is good and he was a big question mark coming up from some non-existent team in the fourth division of brazil playing on fields that are somehow worse than the fields you play on the usl uh, he was actually pretty good, um, but he's also kind of crazy and is like a walking borderline red card. Actually, sorry, he's like a sprinting borderline red card for 60 minutes every match. So, um, yeah, I hope uh, now that his, his knee is fully recovered um, and maybe we get like a full fully fit Vinicius next season for an entire season. And, and we can see, and hopefully they kind of calm down his tenacity for um, reckless two foot challenges. <laughs> and we just get more of the goal scoring Vinicius and the assisting Vinicius. And Alan, what do you have next year? <laughs> what do you have to say, Alan? Uh, I also have him as a B minus. I thought there were moments of brilliance. Um, he reminds me a little bit of David Eckstein to pull a comparison from a, another Orange County player. Uh, kind of scrappy. Um, plays kind of on the edge a little bit. Um, yeah, to speak to Dylan's point, he played 633 minutes, scored four goals, one assist, and five yellow cards. 
in 17, uh, seven starts, 19 appearances. The other person who kind of plays on the edge is Dylan's favorite, Harry Forrester, who's, who had 30 appearances and 10 yellow cards. So that kind of puts in perspective that Vinicius plays on the edge um, and definitely gets carded uh, a lot more than a lot of his uh, fellow players do. And I think if when he learns to um, maybe not go as hard all the time and pick his moments, uh, I think he's going to be a fantastic player. But he is a mile a minute, uh, chasing down goalies all the time. Um, he was kind of a spark plug there for a minute and really kind of was fun, really, really fun to watch. I thought a lot of the fans really enjoyed him watching him play. Um, so he gets good moments for that, but I think his inconsistent play kind of brings him down back to a B. So I gave him a B plus, I believe, right? Yes. No, I gave him a B. You guys gave him B minuses. Um, unless you change your grade, Alan. I just left off the minus. I was trying okay. to save time. So you threw me off. Uh, I gave him a B. I, I thought uh, he was amazing. And, and I totally disagree with what you guys are saying is more of a negative portion here. I love that he's sort of a wild card out there on the pitch. Um, he never once got a yellow and then turned into a second yellow with a red. Um, he never did anything so horrible that became a red uh, instantly. Uh, I, I will compare him. And, and I know, I'm going to lose some listeners because I'm talking about England, but I'm going to compare him a little bit to a player on the team that I love to follow in England, Tottenham. They have a guy by the name of Eric Lamella, who I think most Tottenham fans will know when he's coming into a game or if he's starting a match, uh, he's going to pick up a yellow card in that match because he does go in there with some very reckless challenges, but it's not trying to hurt anyone. It's just being very aggressive. And part of what makes him great in England and what's going to make Vinicius great with Orange County is that aggressiveness. The fact that you can just throw him out there and he's going to wreak havoc on the other team's defense. He's going to put pressure on him. He's going to go crazy. And then, yeah, you're going to have to accept that that type of player is going to pick up yellow cards. His yellow cards are not the same type of yellow cards you got from Harry Forrester. I can, I, I can just recall in my head, at least three yellow cards where it was sort of Harry Forster was frustrated over something that happened on the pitch. So he just went in with a crazy, with a reckless tackle out of frustration. Vinicius tackles are out of that pressure, that aggressiveness. None of it's out of frustration. It's him just trying to do what he can to wreak havoc on the other team's defense. Um, and the fact that he also, if, if anyone didn't read my, my post on the, you know, four most impressive players of the season. Vinicius was the one that I was glad that Dylan or Allen forgot to mention because he did, you know, although it was very limited minutes and I know you play more minutes, the stats sort of even out more. He was the team that the the player that led the team in goals per per 90 minutes. Uh, And again, just he's that spark plug off the bench. I think his role with Orange County, at least at this point of his career, is that off the bench spark plug, get him out there for about 30 minutes after the other team is already tired because they've been running around for 60 minutes and it's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I totally disagree with what you guys are saying is how he's sort of reckless out there in the yellow cards. And that's why you you nick him. I think that's what makes him a great player. Spoken like a true Tottenham fan. Hey, uh, uh, hey, you know, it, it's one of it's it's you need to have a player like that on 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 there, a player that's going to make those kind of plays. But he, he's not doing them dumb. He's being very smart for for a very young player. How does he he's what? Um, Got to look it up here. 20, know, 14 right? and a half. He's 20 and he's out there and he's not making the, the bonehead uh, frustration yellow cards. He's getting yellow cards because he's trying. He's trying his hardest. Um, Let's move on. 
Uh, Edson Alvarado, I'm going to start off with Alan. Um, I have him as a C. Uh, I thought that there were some times maybe on the offensive side that he was pretty good, uh, but he was um, a little bit um, suspect at the back end, uh, made some mistakes, uh, and maybe that's because he wasn't super comfortable playing on the back end, um, but definitely got beaten a few times. Uh, so he had his moments, but I think uh, ultimately not super impressive either. So kind of just average. Uh, Dylan, what about you? Um, I got to echo basically the same idea. Um, he was pretty decent getting forward. He cannot defend at all, um, which I guess is fine because he's young and there's time to develop that and train him. I gave him a C plus. Um, thought he brought some energy um, and hunger into the team in the summer when we desperately needed that. And found himself in some pretty good spots to to do some damage and and test other teams. So, slightly net positive. I, I gave him a C. I, I think there just wasn't enough uh, to see of him out there on the pitch to give him positive pluses or minuses much on there. Um, so I I had to go with a C. I mean, it's not. I he was limited on the playing time. Uh, you know, mid season signing and a young player that is playing in a position that is pretty, um, pretty full of quality players. So yeah. I love how you guys are going on and like changing my grades for some of these players when we're going to need to use this list when we post our grades for the, for the season. So um, I think Dylan, that responsibility is going to you. So good luck on that when you get that opportunity. Um Let's move on to our next grade. That's someone that maybe a lot of Orange County fans forgot about because he left midseason. This is Charlie Adams. Um, I'm going to start things off with Charlie Adams because I noticed uh, one of my co-hosts here stole my idea after they had already chosen different grades. I I gave him a grade of a W. Um, He sort of started the season, went past the drop period. Uh, I I think he went past the drop period and decided he doesn't want to play with the team anymore. Or I don't know, maybe the club thought he doesn't need to play with us anymore. I don't know how that worked. It was labeled as a mutual, um, a mutual thing. Uh, Probably for me, the most disappointing player of the season, just for the fact that uh, last year he played 31 matches uh, with real monarchs and he scored six goals to assist in those matches. And then comes to orange County and basically lays uh, eggs in both assist and goals um, in the time that he was here. Um, I don't know. Can we give him some sort of like, can I give him a W plus because we've got a steamed broccoli recipe out of him, Dylan? I don't think that's a grade on a transcript. Alan can chime in here, but I'm pretty sure he's a high school teacher. He's a high school teacher. He doesn't know about W's and incompletes and all that stuff. Oh, I dropped plenty of classes in high school. (laughs) Great to Uh, know, Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think his last game that he played was May, nope, March 11th. Nope, May 11th. Get, get, your, uh, get your M months correct there, uh, Dylan. Yeah. Or Alan. Alan. Whoa, Alan. Whoa. Get your co host names correct guys. there, buddy. Hey. hey. <laughs> and it was on the squad uh, through the end of, uh, end of May. Uh, so I think, as far as drop parades are concerned, I think he, you know, he put in his, you know, 10 games, I think, total. Uh, 
started building five of them. Uh, I say I was going to go with incomplete, but I liked your argument, Ray, for a withdraw uh, since it was early enough in the season that he kind of just withdrew from the class and decided to uh, take the W and uh, move on. Dylan, what about you? Um, I'm just going to steal your idea. I put incomplete beforehand, um, but I guess I'll go with withdraw. I mean, he wanted more playing time. I don't know why that wasn't really guaranteed uh, with the team that we had in May and June, but whatever. Ended up playing in Austria or something. I don't know. I really don't. I don't have any like positive or negatives for him. It was so long ago, and he didn't do anything. That if if we were going to give him a grade that wouldn't be this, I think we'd all probably just agree on like a C or a C minus because it just, eh, just so average. Um, so apparently Ray disagrees with that. I don't know. He'd probably because like I mean, I mean according hurt. to you, Dylan. I mean according to you. Yeah. Um, I will. I will say this though, and, and again. This is just a grade based on the way the season went. I, I mean, Charlie Adams was a great person. He was willing when he first signed with the club. We we reached out to the club, and he was willing to come on and talk with with uh, Dylan and I. Um, you know, we talked about soccer. We also talked about broccoli. But it was, I mean, he's a great guy. It's just, I guess, very disappointing after the way the season uh, in 2018 went in uh, in Utah, uh, coming out here. So. Uh, he ended up at FC Pinskau Salfelden, which is a uh, Austrian football club from Salfelden in the federal state of Salzburg, Austria. So how do, how, do, how do we say that again? Weekend. How do we say that again, uh, Alan? Pinskau Salfelden Fußball Club. <laughs> hey, I love that you're trying, though. I love it. Um I don't know if, if anyone is a fan of what's it again, Alan? FC Pinsgau Salfelden. It, uh, if you're a fan yeah. of that club and, and Alan's butchering it, uh, go on to social media, tag us on there and let us know uh, that Alan butchered the pronunciation of uh, the that club. One more time, yeah. Alan. <laughs> Fußball club Pinsgau Salfelden. <laughs> Off Austria. <laughs> I feel like you're getting better Fußball at your club. Fußball though, club. Yeah. Even though I, I have no idea how it's pronounced. It just sounds like it can it can Deutsch sprechen. Ambition. You're more confident like a, as you go through. He's got like an Austrian translator in, like it's the UN. He's wearing his headphones. He's not actually listening to us. Nein. Das ist nicht richtig. Oh, that's so fun. Um, yeah. Now I'm looking at it. Yeah, I see why you're doing that I, I orange county sc just looks so much easier to say when you look at his uh club history um yeah we got to move on uh who's our next uh dylan who's next on the list uh, i don't know because i'm not looking at the tab Geo i'm stalking um charlie on instagram <laughs> real important Really important there, Dylan. Uh, Gio Godoy, Giovanni Ramos Godoy, um, second year man out of UC Irvine. Dylan, what was your grade? Gave him a B. I thought he was done dirty. Um, I think he's like a Harry Forrester that doesn't pick up needless cards. Um, They both like to have shots from distance. I just thought with Forrester in the squad, Gio was never really going to get a shot, and that's kind of what happened. Um, But he's still definitely a USL caliber player. Um, and it never seemed like he complained. Um, seemed like he always worked really hard. 
put in good shifts in the limited minutes that he got, and he also had one killer tan line that, those of you who know me, puts my tan line to shame. All right, we're giving grades because of tan lines. Um, Alan, uh, does, does his tan line put you to shame? Uh, I, I guess, probably. I don't really have tan lines. I just have, like, white and not as white. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, I was always really impressed with Giovanni. Um, he didn't get a lot of playing time, but when he did, I think he made a lot of a lot with it. Uh, something just over 500 minutes, two goals and an assist, uh, three stars, 22 appearances. Uh, so he was clearly this guy who comes in late. Uh, usually, um, he was someone you look to when you needed a goal uh, or needed some type of offensive. Um, firepower moving forward or you need to swap somebody out his legs were getting tired uh, i was very i was very impressed with uh the play that he i mean he a player like this could very easily sulk and just be like oh, i'm just not getting playing time whatever uh, but you can tell that he was always trying to work hard and keep himself uh on that team sheet and then uh, be able to sub in and you know he like i said i watching him play his stats don't always show up on the stat sheet uh, but I thought he played really well. He was super important um, early in the season with that assist in the New Mexico game where he uh, clawed back to a 2-2 draw. So I, I think he gets uh, some more playing time in the future. He's only 24, uh, so I see his, his stock rising, um, but definitely a B-caliber player right now. Yeah, I uh, went slightly under what you guys said. I did a B minus for uh, Geo. Uh, nothing against him. I, I think he was great. He did really well out there. Uh, I, I think maybe going into the season, I was hoping to see the next step from him. I think he was as good as he was last season, but I didn't really see that next step out of him. Um, but he was still a quality player out there for the club, someone that you could uh, get out there and sort of um, rely on uh, on on the pitch. Uh, but I, again, I was hoping to see that next step out of him. Like Alan said, maybe just out of congestion there. I think maybe what I would have loved to see, uh, especially because of the struggles, is maybe give him some opportunities uh, in there in place of Jerry Von Wolfgang or something like that. Um, he might have uh, been one of those players. Because I think from time to time when he was put out there on the pitch, he was put out there as a winger. Um, and yeah, so I can be minus. And as a right back, twice. And it's a right back to start the season because we didn't really have one. And then he didn't uh, Phoenix when Alston came up injured. Okay. The man can do it all. He can play anywhere. Put him in goal and he'll still come up with better stats than Carlos Lopez Cortez. That's sort of what you got to do when you're in his position where you're just sort of trying to get playing time. Whatever the coach asks of you, just go out there and, and give it your all. Um, next up on our list, Koji Hashimoto. Um, Alan, what's your grade? I had a tough time with this one um, just because, again, he didn't get a ton of playing time. Uh, he seemed to be kind of in and out with some type of injury. Um, I gave him a C. Two starts, uh, six match played. Um, it was f fine, but, um, it, yeah, it's really hard to give somebody a grade when they play a total of 170 minutes or so. Um, so I almost gave him an incomplete, but I uh, ended up with a C. Um, Dylan, what about you? It's doing the same thing where I teeter-totter between giving him just like a C and an incomplete. Um, I mean, he was fine, basically. It, a lot like the Charlie Adams thing. It's it's kind of just underwhelming, 
um, based on how little we saw. But he was nice. Um, yeah, Dylan's going to probably call me mean again because with my grade here, uh, I gave Koji a D plus. I was very disappointed uh, with what we had out of him this season. I, uh, again, I know injuries played a part, uh, but someone that just two years ago in Japan was playing over 2,500 minutes um, last season was limited to just under a thousand minutes, although he did make a lot of appearances um, and was able to score a goal, get some assist. Um, I think anyone can remember if you were a fan in 2018, his goal was off of the free kick that went into the upper left corner. I believe it was against San Antonio. Um, and then this season um, limited in his appearances, limited in his minutes uh, and didn't get to contribute. And I, I guess a, a lot of it has to do just like what I did with uh, Daniel Chrysostomo, how my expectations were very low of him coming into the season. And he really exceeded those expectations. I think Koji Hashimoto, although he dealt with injuries last season, I still expected more, a, a, a lot more than what we got out of him this season. Hence I went with a D plus. If I was really mean, I would have said an F because his, his stats show that and his lack of playing time, um, shows something like that, but I do know there were some injury issues there, so that's why I went with a D plus on that. Um, Kevin Coleman, I'm going to start with you, Dylan. Him a B. Um, another player I thought deserved a lot more playing time. I mean, I can say that about most of these players here. Um, he found some really key moments to make an impact. Um, Kind of my only derogatory mark on him is skying the last shot of the game in Vegas. Comes back a couple months later and doesn't do it against Tulsa um, and puts it in. And we're all singing his praises and the um, the streak continued. But uh, he could he could assist too. Um, his assist in Colorado Springs was especially great. Uh, his assist in Austin was great. Um, I think he's back. For next year, I hope we see more of him. Um, I think he's another one of those really good young um, winger forward type players that can um, create chances, finish chances, just get themselves into really dangerous positions and, and make it count. So I'm I'm pleased with what I saw from him, and I hope we get to see some more. Yeah, I mean, I, from all appearances, when you look at the club social media and the pictures they are sending out during the off season, he's one of the faces you do see out there uh, working out with the club. Um, I went with a B minus uh, uh, sort of similar to some of these other explanations I've been given um, like a Vinicius or a, um, you know, even going in there with like a Daniel Chrysostomo um, expectations were very low for him heading into the season, had some, some good bright moments there. Didn't get a lot of playing time, but uh, the time that he was out there, performed better than was or what I expected heading into the season. What did uh, Coleman played about 267 minutes? It looks like. And in the, that playing time, he got a goal and two assists, which is, is pretty good. I know when you have the smaller sample sizes, it can um, make the stats look better or worse than what they typically would be. Um, but um, better than I expected out of him and uh, nothing like spectacular, amazing, but Pretty, pretty good player for Orange County. And if he is back next season, definitely exciting. Uh, with a lot of these younger players, if they're back next season, it'll it'll be an exciting season. Uh, Alan, what about you? Uh, I changed mine from a B- to a B. 
there were a couple games where I was very, very excited and impressed uh, with the way he played. Um, I remember being very high on him, and I think a couple there was at least a couple podcasts uh, where I thought that he would be an important player and, and as kind of a star player for uh, the team. Um, some of those times, maybe not living up to those expectations, uh, but when he did, he was very good. Um, and being uh, 21 years old, uh, I think the future is very bright for Kevin Coleman. Uh, I know he's going to be an exciting player to watch. Um, and, you know, maybe when as Orange County continues to grow and you lose some players here, uh, he, he's going to step up and fill those positions. Um, maybe not filling in for a Michael Seaton, uh, but definitely filling in for a wing player, uh, a very dangerous wing player um, who I think can both score and uh, assist uh, pretty regularly. So I'm excited to see. Uh, his career arc continued to go up. Uh, and again, I gave him a B because I was really excited when he did play well, uh, especially for his uh, his age and experience. Perfect. Um, let's move on. And what I'm going to do for this next uh, grading period here is maybe just go over these last three names we're going to call out here. Uh, these are players that did get playing time with the team this season. Um, so I want to uh, mention their names and then we can go through the grades, but they all are all players that got very limited playing time with Orange County um, in uh, 2019. Uh, these three players, uh, Frankie Amaya, who, if you don't remember, was a, a loney from FC Cincinnati for just a short bit of time. Um, Sebastian, uh, and I always, I, I don't know how to say his last name. Dylan always likes to go with the French uh, pronunciation and he's way better at French than me. So I'll let Dylan say it. Um, go Dylan. The play. There and then go. has like a French passport. So it's probably fair. Yeah. And then uh, Connor Gordon, um, the first year player out of, I believe it's Concordia uh, out there at right. Costa Mesa. Uh, so it's an Irvine. Is it an Irvine? Yeah. It's up the street. It's, it's somewhere in that. It, I, I thought it was over by the, isn't it? I thought that one was the one over by the fairgrounds. Ah, that's what I'm thinking. They're like the yes. same school, but but just different. Um, so I don't know, uh, Alan, how you want to do your grades for these three? Do do they all get the same grade, or do you have individual grades for each of them? Go for it. Just throw them all together. Um, I have incompletes for all of them. Um, and Frankie Amaya was there for such a short period of time that it's almost like who I forgot. Um, he played decently well, but was a loney from Cincinnati, and I know they had some injuries. Um, and they were terrible, so they needed as many good players as they can get. Um, so, um, oh, yeah, you're right. It is th thumb. Sorry. That's what I meant to say. Bite your thumb, not bite your tongue. Um, I have to explain what you're even talking about. It's fine. I wrote a, th a comment in the comments. Of, Did you bite your tongue at me? But it's bite my thumb, which bite your tongue would be terrible. It would be a terrible thing to do to somebody. Uh, I thought they were all just kind of incomplete. So it's really hard to give them a grade when they played. Um, about all of them played for less than a, a total a full match. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, what about you? Game all incompletes. Um, Amaya was on loan or, or whatever. I mean, it's basically like since he sucked and he was good. Um, <laughs> he's definitely, I think he would be a leading USL player um, if you gave him a full season, just with how he, how good he was in the limited time he saw him. Um I don't know what's going on with the play. Um, I think he's back next year, judging from the language when they initially announced him. It was a multi-year contract. I just, I don't know where he fits in. 
um, in our side. Maybe now that Christian Duke has moved on from the club, um, maybe he gets some time in there. And then, I don't know, Connor Gordon, we didn't really see a lot of him, um, which I don't know what he offers over anyone else in, in the forward kind of position um, other than being inexpensive. But, uh, you know, they're, oh, all, his, they're all nice. His, his um, assist per 90-minute ratio is pretty off the charts. Um, That's right, yeah. What was it? Four point something? 4.09 because he had one assist in 22 minutes played over three matches. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, let's give him like a $150,000 deal. Um, you know. Man. Why not? Let's not make Dylan the GM of Orange County anytime soon. Um, yeah, I, you know, I originally was going to go throw some grades in there for like Sebastian and from Connor. Um, and then I decided, you know, yeah, after looking at it and then exactly what Alan said there, none of them played more than a game's worth of time or a match's worth of time. Um, so I just had to go with an incomplete and agree with you on that uh, because of that there. Apparently what I said scared Alan away. So he's um, heading off into the uh, He's running to go hang right? out with all those USL San Diego people or, or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, so that's our grades for 2019. Again, if you missed last episode, you want to hear those grades, go check it out. Again, on uh, our website, ocscpodcast.com or any uh, podcast player that you utilize, iTunes, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, all those things I think have our podcast. If they don't, shoot us a message or if they aren't updating our podcast, um, shoot us a message on that to let us know. Welcome back, Alan. Um, That concludes. I think Dylan is planning on at least putting up the grades that we gave out into like a post on our website. So if you don't want to go and listen to what we had to say and you just want to do the the cliff notes version of our grades that should be up in the next day or two um to get to this point they would have had to have already listened to all of our grades well then great so if you forgot you can go back and find it on the website there you go gosh what if they just joined us right now on the live stream like just now came on and they well, don't want to go back someone who shows up over an hour late even i'm not that bad with this podcast i don't know i'm trying that's to be a, nice to people man that's a tardy that's a tardy actually it's truant more than half an hour truancy I, I got plenty of those in high school too i can confirm this is accurate if you're gonna be true you just should ditch i mean what's the oh, point that's that's what it was yeah i my 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 wife likes to tell people that when I would ditch, I wouldn't actually leave campus. I would ditch and go hang out in a different classroom um, until the next period. And then I probably would ditch that period and hang out in that classroom again. Um, so apparently I was stupid for not leaving campus when I was ditching. Um, uh, Alan agrees. As a teacher, that's awesome to hear. Uh, let's see what we got. Uh, is there any soccer news any of us want to talk about? before we get to our random thoughts. Yes. Um, Luton beat Charlton Athletic today 2-1 out of the drop zone. More importantly, um, Santiago Canyon College, um, one of Orange County's uh, best schools, the number three community college in California, slash my alma mater. Uh, their women's soccer team earlier today advanced past uh, Chaffee or Chafee. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, college into the... Um, I don't know Southern California like finals for playoff women's soccer. So they're playing on Saturday. 
uh, that gives everyone plenty of time to um, plan to go to that game at 2 p.m. in Orange. Tickets are $12. Be there, be square. It wasn't at 2 p.m., man. Jeez. Uh, it's it's Chafee. And uh, congratulations to Saprisa for winning the CONCACAF uh, Scotia Bank. Uh, what is this called? Uh, CONCACAF League. Uh, they made it into the uh, CONCACAF Champions League. Um, they won 0 1 on aggregate. So, uh, congratulations to them. Uh, it was kind of a crazy wild match day. Um, and was called by none other than Mike Watts and Devin Kerr. So uh, congratulations to them, and look forward to seeing them in the Champions League, uh, CONCACAF Champions League versus the regular Champions League, which uh, Liverpool clearly won last year. You had to throw that last little bit in there, huh? I'm just going to take that. I'm just going to take that, Ray. You have to just take that. He's going to, yep, yep. Jose's at the wheel. Tottenham is back. That's undefeated with him as the coach. I guess I don't have to say anything. You guys are, are sharing yeah. my soccer news. So I, I mean, watch they, out England. Watch out Europe. Tottenham are back. Jose Mourinho beat, is they beat torn. West. They beat West Ham and Olympicados, I guess. So, I mean, take the wins when you can get them, I guess. Hey, you know what? It is what They're it fine is. until Harry Kane's ankle decides it's, it's over hey. again in February. You ready for this fun bit of trivia? Harry Kane became the quickest, the fastest player to 20 goals in the Champions League. He did in 24. Yeah. The quickest ever. What part of that trivia was fun? It's fun because it's Harry Harry Kane. And he didn't even have to steal any of those. And, And, you know, if you look at today's game, you know, all he does is make penalty kicks, right? I mean... That's all he did today, right? Or, or no, no, he actually scored goals. No, no one play. was watching because no one likes yes. Tottenham. It was awesome. It was the best two ninety nine I've ever spent to uh, BR Live or whatever that service is called. Um, great. Let's go into our random thoughts for this episode. I'm going to start off with you, Alan, because you got like some weird smile on your face. Go for it. Um, just uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy holidays. Uh, remember that. Uh, you can't choose your family, so your friends are your family that you get to choose. Uh, so make sure you're, you're celebrating them as well. Um, and with that being said, um, <laughs> I guess happy to all the names day. Uh, with that being said, uh, I have to uh, thank a lot of the soccer community for quickly becoming my soccer family. And the relationships that I built this year have been uh, spectacularly fun to uh, the banter or the podcasts. Um, all of that jazz. Hugs? Yeah. Do we need to do a hug, Digital, digital hugs. Hug? Digital hugs. But yeah, uh, soccer family, uh, happy holidays to everybody, whatever holiday you choose to celebrate or not celebrate uh, because some of them may be problematic. Uh, happy have Black fun, Friday. Be safe <laughs> uh, and uh, make sure that you spend the time with your family, whether you're born into it or choose it. Dylan. Um, wow, there's that. That's a lot to follow up about. I don't know. I, I hope everyone has a, a decent um, or, or good holiday. Um, if you do your Friendsgiving thing, I hope it's a good Friendsgiving or, or whatever. Um, have a safe and happy one. Uh, my poetry recommendation 
There's actually two poems this week. We're going off the rails because we got some extra time off from work. The first one is a poem called November by Lucy Larcom, which is L-A-R-C-O-M. And the second one is a poem called Raindrops by Mrs. Minot Carter, which is M-I-N-O-T-C-A-R-T-E-R. Um, you know, just enjoy the long weekend or whatever. And remember, you don't have to spend money on Friday. And you definitely don't have to go shopping on Thursday night because the only reason that stores open on Thursday night is because people, for some reason, feel the need to go shopping on Thursday night. Just don't, don't. I just, if you didn't know don't. by now, folks, Dylan hates big corporations, so he doesn't want you going to places like Best Buy, Walmart, Target, Amazon. Um, Whatever else there is that that just uh, stay inside and enjoy your family. All we do is work for these companies, so we should the, spend the some quality time with people part, we might like. If for anyone that has never camped out overnight in front of a store for something, it is an amazing experience. Do not listen to Dylan. Try it out if you've never done it. It's fun. Um, I haven't done it for Black Friday, so I I can't say Black Friday is amazing. It's probably hell the moment the doors open. Uh, but I did do it in the past for, a, uh, you know, a new electronic device. I camped out overnight in front of a Walmart. Um, it was definitely an interesting experience. And it was like cold. It was like the weather is right now uh, in Southern California. Damn cold out there. But I did it. Um, foreign listeners are going to be complete. Sorry. Uh, Non-Orange County listeners are like, oh, it's not cold. It's like 60 degrees. Well, we're actually supposed to get lows in the high 40s, which for anyone that doesn't know, that doesn't live in Southern California, that's damn cold even for the wintertime. Um, anytime you get into the 40s in Southern California, uh, we freak out. And then the fact that we're going to have some sort of crazy rain, although we're lucky we're not in Northern California where this, uh, I guess, what is it? Uh, some kind of bomb is going off, uh, storm bomb, winter bomb. Uh, uh, do you guys know what the phrase is, what they call it? Uh Something something crazy, but apparently they're going to be getting like 70 mile per hour wind gusts up in like Oregon and Northern California over the next couple of days uh, if they're not already getting it right now. So uh, I, I want to say um, I, I wish everyone across the United States, because I guess weather is crazy all over. Um, hope everyone stays safe for the holidays. Uh, it, unless you really, really must travel, just stay indoors, hang out. I mean – the awesome thing is there's technology nowadays. If you really need to see your family, you can go on to Skype or Google Hangouts or whatever it may be and see them that way um, as opposed to putting yourself in danger out there. Because apparently, again, some crazy weather going on uh, over the next couple of days. This weather report was brought to you by Roughneck Scarves. Bundle up with your favorite MLS, USL, or custom scarf this winter from Roughneck Scarves. You did like... 100% more than we have to do for that, Alan. Yeah, Come get on. out of here, Ray. We got this podcast now. It's Alan and I's show. I just, I will just manage uploading it and all that stuff. I'll let you guys handle it, man. Less work for me. <laughs> for those who know, hey, for those of now, because we're going to be coming back in the next new year, maybe by that time there will be a new podcast that Alan maybe uh, may or may not be a part of. Uh, I don't know, Alan, do you want to let our listeners know what's possibly in the works or is that secret? No, um, I am working with uh, Chris from Seek and Strike and uh, a local soccer uh, human being named Marissa. Uh, we are 
currently working on uh, getting recognized by BGN and starting a soccer podcast for San Diego called Fairweather Podcast. Kind of a uh, joke, not only from the naming of the supporters group, but also from the way people feel about San Diego sports fans. Uh, so that will be launching uh, probably sometime right after the new year. Uh, we're getting some stuff together, uh, the website, uh, getting some designs drawn by some local artists. Uh, so that should be coming down um, and into your ear holes sometime in the new year. Perfect. But you're still going to hang out with us. For sure. For sure. I will be awesome. here. Until life gets too crazy with that fair weather stuff going on with the locals and the loyal people and all that fun stuff. And then, yeah, I'm hoping that we have like alternate home days. So um, when San Diego's away, I can come up to orange County and, and then check out some games and hang out with some old friends. There we go. All right. Really quick. Uh, Dylan social media. Find me on Reddit slash you slash OCSE underscore Dylan or on Twitter at OCSC underscore Dylan. Alan, what about you? A Underwood 48 on the Twitter machine. Perfect. And you can follow me on Twitter at DJ Ray Samora or the podcast on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast. Also look for our podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, on Pinterest. Go to our website, OCSCpodcast.com to find out more, to read what we have to say. We are done with podcast for 2019, but we still will be updating our website with some writings from Dylan, Allen, and myself uh, through the end of the season or end of the season, end of the year. Uh, if any like crazy, awesome, amazing, news breaks between now and when we're planning to come back mid January, uh, we may jump on for like a short little special episode. You know, Hey, if we sign like Harry Kane to orange County, we're definitely in a, to jump on to the podcast to talk about it. But other than that, we should be back around mid January. Um, we wish you all a safe, happy, wonderful rest of November, December, new year. And we will see you very soon for Dylan, for Alan. This is the orange and black soccer cast. I am Ray. And we are out. Thanks to our sponsor, Gruffneck Scarves. Official scarf supplier to the MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com.